You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. Be ready. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. This is Rob, your host. Don't forget, you can take us on the go with Podbeam, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, any other listening stations. And if you don't know what those things are, just ask a middle or high schooler. They'll probably explain it to you. You can also check out our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. And as I said, I'm Rob. And today we are together talking about a special little show called Loki. But first, let me introduce my co-host. First, on my left, I have the fabulous, wonderful, always bearded Paul. How are you today, Paul? I was trying to figure out my lefts and my rights for a second. I'm good. I'm good. How are you today, Rob? I'm doing really well. I'm excited to be here. And on my right which means the only other person left in the room is the newly shorn and beardless Ronnie. How are you, Ronnie? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm just great. So today we're going to start off talking about a little bit of news. We've had some good news in the past week. And Paul, are you take Ronnie? Well, they're pointing at each other now. They don't know. Okay, so who wants to take Phil? the Phil? George? Henry? Thought there was only, I thought there was only people on his left and his right. Oh, my God. And I panicked. <laughs> so who wants... So first bit of news up is... First bit of news is we had Titan Season 3 trailer drop uh, today. Um, we got a look at Red Hood and Batman's retirement in it. Um, any thoughts on that, Paul, Rob? Well, I'm the only one that's seen all of Titans thus far. That so is correct. I am so excited. Why? Uh, Red Hood looks fantastic. Jason Todd's story in because when they first when they first said they were going to introduce Jason Todd, the initial reaction was no, he's supposed to die, and then he was never part of the Titans. He stole the show, especially in season mm-hmm. two. His story in season two was really good, trying to get out of not only Batman's shadow but but now Dick Grayson, the original Robin's mm-hmm. shadow. Um, they also delved really deep into his psyche and how he's definitely a little bit more aggressive than than uh, Dick Grayson ever was. And his story is just really good. And I was afraid that for season three, they were they were going to take go too far from the comics and just have him become the Red Hood. Because they kind of set it up at the end of season two that that was a thing. But they actually show in this trailer, and not, just a mild spoiler if you haven't seen the trailer, they do show the Joker and the Crowbar oh, wow. at one point. And, it, and this is Titans too, so it, it will be... So, so wait a minute, because you know, we know that Jason Todd gets killed by the Joker with a crowbar. Does that mean this is the final season of Titans? No. He, no, he's going to be the Red Hood. Jason Todd becomes the Red Jason Hood. Jason Todd. Okay, I don't know my, my Robin lore, which is why I said we shouldn't do Robin next week. I need some time to <laughs> read and watch some things. I've seen season one of Titans, and I really enjoyed it. I just yeah. haven't gotten around season, to season two. Season two was a, it was a step up. And, uh, and it, which from something that I already thought was great. So and then uh, obviously Doom Patrol spun off of it too, and that's yeah, been and a fantastic I, that show I've, that I've seen. I, I, I only saw that. the first season. I, yeah. I started the second season. And I just got sidetracked. With so Problem with second season for Doom Patrol is they didn't get to finish it because COVID cut them off, and they didn't get to film their last. Yeah, episode. COVID. It's a lot of these shows. COVID is really taking. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm very happy to see all of our shows back on, right. but. Um, best example, and Ronnie and I were talking about this off air. We we are still big fans of the of the Arrowverse, Sans yes. Sans Oliver Queen, obviously, um, and the Arrowless verse, the Arrowless verse, yeah. and they had they wanted to do big crossovers this season with the with the newly created Justice League on the show, which they haven't even named yet. 
but obviously with COVID, they weren't able to do so. Um, Nate did call it the Hall of Justice, though, in Legends of Tomorrow, because he <laughs> went on a tirade about not getting a chair in the Hall of Justice. But um, John, but the best example was John Diggle came back for a five-episode arc on every single Arrowverse mm. show, but because of COVID, it's out of order. It's different mm. points. It's very, it's very jarring. But it was nice to see John Diggle That's come nice. back, mm-hmm. um, and I think he even directed an episode of Legends. All right. So season three, Titans. Yep. When does that drop? That's a great very question. Very beginning of August. I want to very say August twelfth. I want to say something along. I those think it lines. is. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. look for some sort of Titans retro. Yeah, maybe, we'll be doing that soon because they're going to do um, weekly. So there, there's going to be definitely like a weekly setup, much like a lot of these shows nowadays. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably do maybe some sort of pre-show like yeah. uh, of Titan season one and two because uh, producer Melanie and I just watched it. She watched it for the first time. I, I got to do a rewatch with her. So that was a lot of fun. But um, And then we watched Batman Under the Red Hood, okay. which is another Ooh. great movie to watch beforehand. Yes. So um, look, keep an eye out All for right. something along those lines. If not, maybe as some sort of – if Rob catches up some sort of Robin no, yeah, retrospective because mm-hmm. – yeah. Uh, Robin's an iconic character, and he deserves oh, yes. uh, a little bit of recognition. All right. What else do we have on our list? Uh, we also have uh, Deadpool. Yes. In the MCU now. This is big. Which is probably Explain the that to us. Bi- biggest news we've had in quite some time, I feel like. Um, so, meh. what do you mean, meh? I, I mean, meh, because it is. Well, it, first explain what it is yes. before we get into okay. commenting on it. So, he came out, he, meaning Ryan Reynolds, a.k.a. Deadpool, came out with a video of him a tra- and trailer reaction trailer reaction to um free guy free guy yes thank you which ryan reynolds is in which we should add is a 20th century property yeah which is now owned by disney yes um and in this video you get cork Co- i'm cork <laughs> i'm made of rocks, made of rocks. <laughs> i have a i had a movement but we didn't have enough <laughs> posters so no one showed up Except for my mom and her and, boyfriend, and who I don't like. And yes. hate him. <laughs> um, so, and we should also add that not only was it a Deadpool, it was an R-rated Deadpool. Yes. that we saw yep. who was cursing up a, a storm, which that's big news for us. So, yeah. your issue with it? Uh, it it it's a publicity thing for now. Um, they even address at the very end how to be how Deadpool can get into the MCU. Yeah, I have no doubts that that they're going to have Deadpool at in some way. Just unfortunately, Deadpool will only work in a Deadpool movie. Putting oh, yeah. him into an Avengers movie, even if he just kind of looks off stage and like talks to like the audience and they're all just looking at him, just talking to no one, it just I don't think the MCU is is at that point. I think don't get me wrong, if they want to do a Deadpool movie that does take place in the MCU, they're going to do it like they did Deadpool 2 where it's like, well, where are the other X-Men? And I think they could have afforded right. one. And yeah. it just cuts to all of them and they're in the room and they're and, like... And they had Cable and everything. You know, you know they bring in yeah. some people. I think they could get away with it. I, I, if you have Ronan in the MCU, why not Deadpool? Which Ronan? The Accuser. No, I'm talking about Hawkeye Ronan. Oh, Hawkeye Ronan? No, there's two Ronans. Why not? There's oh, Ronan and Ronin. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to mention. No, I, I think the issue. Well, I said that, it right because it's wrote in. I think the issue Not that Ryan, comes up is that Deadpool is a totally different tone than the rest of the MCU, and I don't think it just necessarily comes together. And I get that. I think if we do see uh, Deadpool in an Avengers movie, it would be like as a cameo. You know, the way that Wolverine was a cameo in the yeah. Class, I, yeah. I can see it X-Men as a cameo, class. and I can also, unfortunately, if they decide to put Deadpool. In a PG-13 Avengers movie, 
it, it's going to piss off the Deadpool fans. Mm, yes, they will. Because what they'll do is they will <laughs> they will play it safe. Uh, you know, if you guys listen to our Black Widow episode, I did kind of accuse Black Widow of playing it a little too safe. Right. Um, they're going to have Deadpool just just be doing his thing and not talk to the camera, not curse, or even like even right. if he does curse, I could see them bleeping it out or finding ways to, to like Captain America language, like that kind of thing. So I don't I don't know I just don't think Deadpool as much as I want Deadpool in the MCU I want that yeah that we're yeah. not going to see a rated R Marvel movie anytime soon like I hate to say it um, and the, the closest thing we ever got was uh, the Daredevil Defender right. stuff yeah which is our which highest is rated Asia. episode if you want to check that out on Podbean <laughs> that's fine other than Sin City which is on YouTube. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> By the way, guys, we're on YouTube. All of our podcasts. Oh, yeah, we go should on there. mention. Yeah, right. Yeah, so uh, if you guys are of the the mindset where you don't want to listen to a podcast on an app or anything like that, and you'd rather look at a static picture of our logo for an hour and a half. <laughs> there's a, there's a sound bar. Oh, yeah. oh yes, there's a sound bar. But um, all right. So we've got Deadpool and Korg. All right. So yep. what else do we have on news? Uh, we have a bunch of Emmy nominations yes. for the entire comic book scene out there well so disney plus and hbo max really ran away with the emmys yeah. this year which is yeah. surprising um they, just a, just a couple we'll talk about uh i'm gonna go in order i was not i had the list but i got it if you need it. no i have it okay but uh we'll start with um where's my what's b no uh b well the the highest number falcon, of well, I, I got it Hold okay on. falcon and the winter soldier has got five awards it got outstanding guest actor in a drama series which is for don Cheadle, even though he's only in it for a couple of seconds three minutes total yeah. yes um we also have to remember that like not not to downplay anything about the falcon and winter soldier or any of the shows but covid tv uh yeah slimmer pickings this year uh, maybe um but you know it was a great scene that yeah. or a great two scenes that he's in but uh, they also got uh, outstanding sound editing uh, for a comedy or drama. Yeah, a lot of them were um, technical. Special visual, yeah, stunt yeah. coordination, stunt performance. That's all comic book movies got. Are yeah, the technical stuff. A lot. Right. Of well, except stuff. for don't forget Black Panther. Well, yes, got a except best for Black Panther. nomination. Yes. But that you know that was a that was an outlier at this point. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. But uh, Doom Patrol also got nominated. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Going through, we had uh, WandaVision ran away with a yeah, lot Wanda, of awards. They got the the second highest amount of nominations. They came away with twenty three nominations. The highest was uh, the Crown and the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. which is was exciting. I got but, the Mandalorian here. Um, you got also Lucifer pulling away one. Real quick, just back to WandaVision. I, we should note that a lot of those were also for um, acting. Uh, we had, mm-hmm. you know, lead actor, lead actress, supporting actress, uh, you know, they also had outstanding anthology series. Like those are major o- award yeah. nominations. Yeah. Those aren't technical. So WandaVision was recognized for the, you know, the entire package of acting and technical. Which, which is nice. awesome because like we, we've, we've talked about it in a lot of our comic book episodes, especially the retro reviews mm-hmm. where comic book movies especially have not been getting a lot of the recognition they deserve. Um, I'm curious to see what the awards would look like if like Daredevil was coming out now or something yeah, like that because right. there's a much bigger understanding that these are valid forms of entertainment and valid forms of um, you know performance like especially yeah. Elizabeth Olsen killed it in WandaVision yeah, um, yeah. Catherine Hahn, Paul Bettany yep. and, yeah. and all three of them were recognized with nominations like don't get me wrong I love Falcon and the Winter Soldier but we didn't watch it for the acting no, um, no. even like when when Sam gives his heartfelt speech at the end it's still like okay, Sam. Yeah, but like just lame. But uh, it it was just it was soapboxy and corny. It was yeah. bad. It came from a right, it came from the right place and it came from. But like you get Steve show, Rogers. Show don't tell. Well, also yep. Steve Steve Rogers was very good at his his shorts. His speeches were very short, short. and to the point and just short very and like sweet. this is how it is and this is what we're doing. Yeah. So 
I mean, for for Sam's, it felt more of an argument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the boys. The boys also got five nominations, which is awesome. Yes. Uh, yep. I know Ronnie just started watching the boys. Uh, Rob, have you seen any of it? I've seen all of them. You've seen all of them. Actually, right? and I'm about to rewatch them because now Lauren wants to watch them. So I think maybe <laughs> which, um, that's going to be an experience. Oh, yeah. I've, 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 I watched all of season one and just the first episode of season two. And Jacqueline's been watching like here and there with me or whatever. And it's funny. We're, we're watching some scenes. She turns away yeah. or like clenches or whatever yeah, and it goes like, to some dark places oh yeah well you know what's even funnier the boys season one it was more of the violence aspect yeah, um, yeah. A, a little bit of the, the sexual assault type aspect but it, it's a very interesting show and it's it's grown and it's really kind of taken the media by storm yeah here's, so. here's the one thing that I'm waiting for, for when I'm watching it with Lauren <laughs> not me. the violence not the, the, the sex or anything Lauren is v- very badly afraid of images of whales Really? <laughs> yes. She freaks out when she sees a whale. Oh. And it comes from, we think we know why. She, it comes from when she was a little girl, she went to the Museum of Natural History. And okay. that giant whale yep. that's yeah, hanging from yeah. the ceiling freaked her the hell out. Yeah, and yeah. she's really? never recovered. Like anytime like whale images comes up, she's like, ha, 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 get, get rid of it. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what happens. Because you know right in there. the boys, yeah, yeah, that one episode with the whale. Feel, yeah. Ooh. At least she's not uh, too upset by dolphins. But anyway. <laughs> oh, you haven't yeah. gotten there yet, Ronnie. No. No? I, um, wait, on, where? On a side where note. the deep? Cobra, try saving the dolphin? Cobra Kai got four nominations, which we're all very excited about here. Um, what else got nominations? I think that was really it for the comic book shows. Um, yeah, yeah I Lovecraft Country is another big one. It's, it's nice. To, it's nice to see HBO Max um, running away with a lot of awards because they are yeah. a newer uh, streaming service. So it's nice that you know, obviously Disney Plus really kind of ran away with it. Yeah. But um, to see some of these other smaller, uh, yeah, obviously HBO Stream- Max is not a small ser- streaming service, but, but in comparison, it's small because it's not that. It's a brand, it, not brand new, but it's, it's newer. a lot newer. It's, yeah. it's only about a year and a half old. What, yeah. Disney Plus? No, uh, oh, HBO. HBO yes, yeah, I think it's actually a year old, like in Just this about, week yeah, or something like that. I remember yeah. I got it when it first came out because yeah. all the DC Universe shows were moving over to it. But, um, you know, yeah. so. All right, so what else? Oh, and uh, wait, one more. We have four nominations for The Umbrella Academy. Oh, yes, yes. Yep. Yes. yes. That's another show I'm looking forward to. I, we haven't heard anything about. No. Have you have you guys watched? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh okay. No, I've seen I watched. I think I've seen just the whole the show twice. First season, I think I saw. First season is very good. Second yeah. season is excellent. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah second season. Is All really right. Good. What else we have in news? What if? What if the what if That's trailer our... just got released? Yep. Yeah. So uh, and apparently it's going to have some implications. Um, it's going to affect some events in Phase Four, mm-hmm. as well. Somehow um, we don't. know. Somehow, yeah. some way, who knows? But it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, some and of them, that is ten episodes, I believe, and that comes out August eleventh. Yes. Yes. So we August is gonna be a, a fun month, mostly yeah. with television. Uh, yeah. As far as superhero movies go, really the next and only one we have is Suicide Squad. Yeah, which is but, coming up soon. Coming up soon. Yeah. But uh, we'll probably do what we did for uh, Loki and WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, where we do uh, one big episode at the end instead of a bunch of little episodes. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Star Girl is coming out. I don't know. I think I'm the only one in here that's actually watched Star Star Girl. No. It yeah, is. No. It's fantastic. I like Luke Wilson. So I was shocked how good it was. It was so good that not only did it survive. DC Universe shutting down and actually got put onto the CW, but also it is in continuity with uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth stuff. 
it was it's Earth Two, and Jay Garrick will uh, make his cameo on that, right. which I'm really that's excited awesome. for. But uh, I think that's pretty much it. All right. Yeah, that wraps up our news portion of, and we will get into Loki uh, right after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. And we're back with the Multiverse Fancast. And today we're talking about Loki. Loki, the show that is the third of the Disney Plus shows and was actually scheduled as the third of the Disney Plus shows. Um, Just wrapped itself up with a six-episode series. And it is the very first Marvel Studios villain-centric project. They have not had a villain... Uh, property go first uh it's never been centered around a villain they're all trying to distract me with their with their shenanigans i'm doing production stuff behind the scenes i haven't done a sneak peek sunday in quite some time um so it is their first villain centric project and it was originally we we saw that and when we originally heard that this was announced we uh thought it was going to be sort of like a forrest gump loki Uh, because this is the loki from the 2012 film the avengers uh, this is not the Loki that we've come to know, and we'll get in into love. that in a little bit. Um, and we thought it was going to be, and they said this, that it was originally meant to be uh, Loki popping up in different points of history and affecting it and, and, and having an influence on different things. And you kind of see that a little bit in this show where he comes in as as D.B. Cooper. Um, there's another scene where he pops in and has an influence, and I forget. Off nope. The top. Yes, no, there is. No. Nope. It was in... <laughs> no. Nope. I'll remember it as we go along. Um, but yes, it, it was, uh, Michael Waldron is the showrunner and he was brought in to uh, handle it because of a lot of his work with Rick and Morty. Are we Rick and Morty fans in here? No. no. Yes. I'm a fan. I haven't watched too much of it, but I've watched a good amount of it where I, I do enjoy the show. Okay. All right. I've yeah. seen, I think I've seen three seasons of it. Okay. Um, I haven't seen the last. Two. I saw the Pringles commercial with Rick and Morty. All right. So, so you know, you know, <laughs> you know, nothing. Nothing. I know of it and I know a little bit about it, but you know, ever... nothing, Jon Snow. All right. So <laughs> I'll just go watch Emmy nominated robot chicken. Okay. That was on the list. But it came out on June 9th, 2021. Uh, and uh, so now let's talk a little bit about Loki now that we've wrapped itself up. So before we get into that, let's talk about the evolution of the character Loki. He has appeared in the first film he appeared in was, of course, Thor. Then With his shortest haircut. Was yeah. it really? It was his shortest hair, yes. Okay. Uh, and I will say, I think we can also agree to this. It was his most restrained performance, too. Yeah. Where he's yeah. very—he's actually very Shakespearean in it. Well, that—that um, that was the whole movie. Yeah. Well, because it was directed by Kenneth Branagh. But it was also—it was also himself. at a point where the Marvel movies tried to almost each have its own genre. Mm-hmm. Like Captain America: The First Avenger was like its World War II thriller, and uh, Iron Man was like its sci-fi type movie. Thor was supposed to be its its. Uh, 
don't know. Is it's godlike? A, a, yeah, it's, it's sort of like a, like a tra- almost like a Shakespearean tragedy. Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can you can definitely see it was before Marvel found their actual flavor. Yeah. And uh, as much as much as I like to tease it, Marvel does have a very and you know we've all discussed it on the right. show. Um, Marvel has their their style, their their cinematic look that they want to go for. Um, and also kind of how their genre... Marvel is its own genre at this point. Like, that's why people give DC movies flack when they try and be a little more Marvel. And vice versa. Like, it does happen. Yeah. Um, if you guys listen to our review of Black Widow, which which Rob was not on. He was actually on our Cinematic Adventures review. Uh, Ronnie brought up the great point that the beginning of Black Widow had a little bit of a DC feel to it. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you right. know, that's just the way it is now, unfortunately these days okay so they're good comparison points all right so he's been in thor yeah he was in the avengers yes he was in thor the dark world yep and he was in thor ragnarok and that's it well oh and then he was in avengers in he was in infinity 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 war War. yes for four minutes yes and that's when he he got an emmy for best guest actor (laughs) just like don Cheadle. (laughs) so let me ask you guys out of those five movies which one do you think best encapsulates the character of I Loki. I think we're all going to say Thor Ragnarok, but that, oh, you tell you guys. I, I'm going to say Thor Ragnarok. Why? Thor Ragnarok was the perfect example of getting the the trickster god mm-hmm. who does still have a conscience and a soul, who still loves his brother, still cares about his brother, but also like people tend to forget that him and his brother were about to kill each other before Hela showed up, yeah. and then suddenly it was a the common enemy. But it was definitely the best encapsulation of. Just everything that made Loki a great character, and I'm I'm not a Loki like I'll be I'll be honest right right off the bat, I am not a Loki fanatic. Mm-hmm. He's got quite a following, and that, I, a part I'm of that part is, of that yeah, yeah part of mm-hmm. that's Tom Hiddleston. Like when Tom Hiddleston showed up at Comic Con in full Loki getup, and he like oh, got yeah. up on stage. Check that out me, on YouTube. Don't get me wrong, like that was a great moment. Just like when Andrew Garfield came in and he spoke as like a guest, and then it turned out that it was Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. just as Spider Man. Yeah. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Like Tom Hiddleston's great. I, I really enjoy the work he's done. Even like uh, Kong Skull Island, I was like, oh, it's Tom Hiddleston. I really, yeah. I really do enjoy him, and I've seen a lot of his other work. Loki was never one of those characters that that caught me though. Um, I think after Avengers, it re- like especially Thor: The Dark World. It just Thor: The Dark World. I think just is a bad movie. But for me, <laughs> Thor: Ragnarok is really when I was like, okay, you know what? I I like Loki when he's interacting with this Thor, like this Thor, this Loki together is like the perfect combination of the two of them. Yeah. Um, I also think that Loki's powers have been very widely varied in this, in in this universe. Like to, to not even be able to put up a fight against Dr. Strange, like at all. I I thought that was always a little interesting. All right. So you, you going with Ragnarok, Ronnie, are we including the show? No. no. Okay. At this point, then Ragnarok. I'll, okay. I'll agree. Um, I think it's Hiddleston's best job, mm-hmm. acting job as Loki. Um, other than the show. <clears throat> um, but I, I kind of agree with Paul. You get to see him in di- in different light, and I do love the uh, scene on Asgard mm-hmm. in, in the beginning where the play's going on, and and everything, <laughs> and like. Yeah, where yeah, where he's Odin, he's got you know it's showing like he can even trick, like the you know Odin's you know soldiers and everybody into thinking that it's Odin there and everything. Um, I don't know, it was just, and then just seeing him 
throughout the movie too, even when they go to uh oh my I'm drawing a blank. Where do they go to? Uh Sakar. Sakar, thank you. Yes. Um I think him on Sakar is great. Okay. I, I think that's there is nothing more Loki than Loki playing Odin making a play about him being the hero. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to be a little controversial. Say the, dark world. say the dark world. I dare you to say First the dark world. First of all, world. I will say that I have I first noticed Tom Hiddleston. I might win on this one. I first saw him on a show called Wallander, which yeah, is no. about a it's a television show centered what on did a you soul-searching cop. It came out in 2008. Um, I think it was 2008. And it was it starred Kenneth Branagh, and I saw it because I was a big Kenneth Branagh fan. I am too. I, I'm, I'm, I, I I'm, do enjoy his work. Yeah, I you know being an English teacher, he is like a god to me. So he was also he, a great choice to direct Thor. Yeah, like he was. they, yeah. I just think he didn't have the right scripts. So I am going to be controversial, and I'm actually going to say The Dark World, and here's why. Um, and I'm not saying you guys are wrong. It's weird. This is Rob's last episode on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told I'm not me. saying. To I'm, be honest with you, Loki's like. The only bright spot in Dark World. Well, I, I'm not going to say that you guys are wrong, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> Ragnarok, I feel too often Loki is the butt of the joke, and he's played solely for that. And I, I, I want to cite, you know, when he's falling, and he, you know, for Doctor Strange for, th- uh, for we all, thirty minutes. We all fell yeah. for Doctor Strange um, when he is being thrown around um, by uh, what's the what's the the trick that he and Thor play when oh he, get help uh, get help, yeah, get help. Like, I don't want to play get help <laughs> um, and I think too often we're laughing at Loki um, and I don't really feel like Loki is the butt of the joke and what I love so much about although I do not like Dark World um, what I do like about him is that you see the tortured Loki there the one who doesn't really know like he, he'll play different sides based on like who's winning at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you see sort of his love for his mother and the betrayal that he's had from his father Odin, which you also see in Thor too. So I love seeing the original this, daddy. Yeah, I love seeing the right, right, because he's a, a product of the Frost Giants. Yes, um, and I love seeing more of a tortured Loki. I think that's the true character, which is why I love seeing so much of him being tortured mentally. Uh, in this show as yes. well. Um, well. The reason I didn't pick the Avengers as pure Loki is because I think... That's in, not pure Loki. It's not. That's yeah. just maniacal, he's, murderous He's Loki. also yeah. working for someone. Yeah, yeah. But I will say Thor, Thor the Dark World has... I'm going to... I'm going to... Backtrack a little? No, I'm not going to backtrack. Okay. I, I am going to say that Thor the Dark World and Thor Ragnarok have two of my favorite Loki scenes of all time. Mm-hmm. The first is in Thor the Dark World when Thor goes down to ask him for help and he's got the illusion up about, right. oh, I'm fine. Everything's great. And then right. he finally drops oh, it. God, and that awful. room's destroyed. He's. I was like, wow. That, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a powerful Loki. character moment. Yeah. And then the second one, and this, I don't know if you guys remember the scene off the top of your head. It's right after him and Valkyrie both are like, well, I'm going to catch him in 20 minutes. I'm going to catch him in 10 minutes. Like, yeah. And the Grandmaster's like, yeah. There's a scene where it's right before they do the flashback of the Valkyries where Loki and Valkyrie actually have a, a physical altercation. And Loki mm, yeah. holds his own. Yeah. They, it, Loki is not the he's not supposed to be a fighter, and that's you know part of him. But he's he he can fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'd rather use trickery, and he'd rather like even against the frost giants, he would do illusions and stuff like yeah. that. But I love that scene because it shows his physical capabilities because he is a god, 
you know, and obviously we love the puny god scene, and yeah. then when yeah. they reverse it in Thor Ragnarok, it's always right. fun. It's like, yeah. But th- those two scenes are both both very powerful of, of his character, and not just his ability. All right, mm-hmm. very good. All right, so now let's get into the show of Loki. So let's just have some general overall comments. Ronnie, what did you think of Loki? It was a thousand times better than I thought it was going to be. Ooh, okay. I, uh-oh. Oh, 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 we, oh we've God, got God. dissension. I, I thought this was going to be number three on my list out of, of the, the Marvel Disney shows. Out of the shows. three shows, it is not. Um, I, I honestly thought going in, I was going to think the show was okay. okay. I, I, I wasn't expecting everything that we got, um, especially with the big drop at the end um in the finale and we should say we are going full spoilers at this point so we encourage you if you haven't yet seen all six episodes please do so right away yeah all right go ahead so now now with that warning with the drop of king the conqueror right i I was surprised what is he what does he call himself he who remains that's it yes um I, i like i said it was and the cast was great, mm-hmm. and we we talked about Emmy nominees before. Yeah, which the these if, Loki was not eligible well, this yes, year. It'll not. be up next year. If he, meaning Tom Hilson, is not nominated mm-hmm. for Best Actor, I will go to wherever they do these nominations, and I will as long as Don do Cheadle doesn't steal it from him. Yeah, exactly. All right, because I, I think that. This is the best Loki we've ever okay. seen. Paul, Paul, you seem to be not in agreement here. For me, this was the Iron Man 2 of the shows. Oh, my gosh. I, was I there think not enough smashing? There's not enough smashing. No. <laughs> I Timmy, wa- that's for you. I watched the tra- When I first saw the trailer. So, again, I, I'm, I'm saying we, I am not. We should also just preface this by saying that currently on IMDb, it is sitting at 8.8, which makes it one of the highest rated television shows on IMDb. Go. That's fine. <laughs> again, I never be- I never go with critics. And also. that's not, No, that's not critics. You know, it's funny because IMDb, if I were to make a profile right now, I could leave a two-star review. Yes. So, again, it's like Wikipedia. The information's there. But it may not be how everybody feels. Mm-hmm. For me, again, and this is not a slight against Loki. I am not a like I I enjoy Loki. I just I I think he he's a side character that caught so much attention, and I hate I don't want to make the comparison, but it's the best one I could do. Like the minions. Okay, I understand people, that. People yeah. don't remember as much about Despicable Me and Gru and the girls and the main characters. They remember the minions. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Puss in Boots was another good example. Ewoks. Yeah. Ewoks, Ewoks, not so much. They were there to sell toys. But <laughs> for me, I, I enjoyed Loki, but also if I think we talked about it in our Avengers review um, when we talked about Endgame and Infinity War. We mm-hmm. talked about Loki and how he his, his sacrifice at the beginning of Infinity War is still one of the most powerful MCU moments that we've ever seen. And right. one of the mm-hmm. biggest character arcs as in, over the course of four movies. Like, characters that have been in, in, the, in the movies, you know, if you listen to our Black Widow episode, she's been in 20-plus movies. And I would say Loki had a better character arc in four. Yeah. So, for me, I'm, I, I, I was really happy with how Loki ended as... As almost a, a in pseudo, Infinity War. as almost a pseudo adventure, yeah. Okay. Like he was the one that says we have a Hulk, and he tried to kill Thanos himself. 
having said that, I, I walked into the show and I wanted to keep an open mind, but I was, I think part of me was already going, he had his story. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I don't want this. Then the trailer comes out and the trailer misinter- misled Led. us in what we were going to see. My, my initial thought was I was going to see all these different time splits that they were going to have to fix. Mm-hmm. But instead, they introduced the TVA that literally puts a little device down and fixes everything instantly. Then episode two, I think it was, three rolls around, and it ends with all these time branches being split. And I was like, okay, this is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see more of like – they and the D.B. Cooper stuff. They really yeah. sold the D.B. Cooper stuff. Like it yeah. was going to be a show of all these misadventures of alternate Lokis. It wasn't until episode four that we even started to see any variants besides Sylvie, mm-hmm. who I really liked as a character, but I just this this show felt like setup. Okay. It, it is setting up the multiverse of madness. It is setting up Ant Man, Spider Man. Uh, I don't know about Spider Man. I don't know. Nobody. There's not enough details about Spider Man because mm. everybody's always assuming that that it's going to be multiple Spider Man. Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield. They're yeah. going to do Into the Spider Verse. I'm like. Until we see yeah. that... Right they... now, the rumors are that um, the three Spider-Men will come in midway through the movie and will have equal time. Which is, again, all rumors. Right. Which, yeah. which I, I don't want to... They've been talking about having these cameos for years now. Mm-hmm. And like even look at uh, uh, Black Widow. Everybody said Tony Stark was going to be in Black Widow. He's oh, yeah. listed in the credits on like every website. Yeah. He wasn't in it. So until I... scenes. Until he scenes. <laughs> They right. director's cut so for me i i enjoyed right. loki i i will never re-watch it and but at the same time i'm I, i'm excited for season two don't get me wrong but i just it was a lot of setup okay. and we saw an emotional journey that we've already seen all right i will say that i out of the three series, I loved this one the most, and I will say that I thought it was the most consistent of the three. Um, mm-hmm. WandaVision, I felt, started off very strong, continued strong, and then kind of fizzled a little bit towards the end. It, it, it was also derivative of various television shows and how it was inspired by them, which not a bad thing, just it's not a unique thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's coming off of those shows. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I thought, started off very strong. We were, I loved the John Walker stuff, and then I thought it fell completely apart towards the end. This one never, this one set a high bar, kept that high bar, and gave us everything that it said it was going to give. Now I understand the misleading in the beginning and everything. I can get, I can understand that. Um, there was a lot more talking. Uh, in this uh, in these yeah. six episodes than I was anticipating and once you I think once you had that mindset of I'm okay this is what it's going to be like um, then it was okay when it happened like I will say the sixth episode was a lot of talking too and I was okay with that because I knew what the rest of the show had been like mm-hmm. um, I thought it was a beautiful character arc see where and I understand we already saw a character arc with the other one. However, I didn't feel like we had the emotional character arc. What are you doing? Is my computer just going through its motions? All just right. please go. Um, I felt like w- there was a character arc with the other Loki, but it was more of a 
something that was developed through experience, whereas this one was more developed through soul searching mm-hmm. and, and internalization where he, he looked at himself, he looked at his own feelings, his own beliefs, and, and he reevaluated himself. There was a, a tremendous amount of personal reflection in this. And I really feel like it was a more authentic growth for the character than in the other ones. Right? Whereas I don't feel like the other Loki, and we should say, you know, that, that other Loki is a Loki that existed all the way up to 20... 18, 19, 19, I guess. 19. Um, whereas this is a Loki from 2012 that time jumped. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the murderous trickster Loki from the Avengers. And I felt that his arc was authentic. I, I loved seeing him go through this. Um, and, and I thought the action was tremendous. I thought the, the relationships were strong acting all around was really, really fantastic. And, and I, I, this is a show I could watch again. Like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I could watch episodes again. I don't think I could watch the whole thing again. Um, WandaVision, I don't think I will ever rewatch again because I, I feel like I got it on the first time. Whereas I have to say, every, with Loki, I would rewatch because I watch, you know, because I write the reviews for the website, I rewatch every episode. You know, I watch every episode twice. And each time it grew in depth and appreciation when I watched it mm-hmm. every single episode. Yeah. All right. So that, that puts out our, our initial ideas of there. So let's go through some of the cast. Mem- so let, let me ask this question instead of going through all the cast members, who do you feel are some of our standouts on the cast in I... terms of l- let's stick first with leads. We've got, you know, Sylvie, we've got Mobius. We have, um, Loki. I'm, let, let's, <laughs> do, you want, do you want to each go around and just say yeah, something? Yeah, go ahead, Paul. Stuff? So I'll start. Owen Wilson as Mobius was was a scene stealer Damn for me. It. Yeah, yeah. I really, I am not, say. I'm not the biggest. Really, o- guys, come on. I know, right? yeah. I'm not. Wow. I'm not the biggest <laughs> Owen Wilson no, I fan. I just want to sit here and have my jet ski and stuff. So Owen Wilson, <laughs> after Wedding Crashers, kind of went through a renaissance where he was in everything, mm-hmm. and he he's very known for playing the same type of character. What do you mean? I know, right? <laughs> but with his for broken me, nose. yeah, with his broken nose. Owen Wilson, there's nothing funnier or nothing better for me in a show about Loki to have a foil for Loki. Yes, one that can he sees through his crap. And I, the, one of the best examples of it is when Loki's in the circus, like that circus tent or the medieval yes. times tent. Yeah. And he goes through this entire elaborate thing of this is what I would blah, 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 blah. And at the end, Moby's like, you're, He's lying. you're such a liar. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're and, such a liar, man. But at the same time, Mobius turned into their, their friendship was well-developed. They have great chemistry. The two of them, um, their, their back and forth really worked for me. And then Mobius is also the one who's like, Maybe Loki is telling the truth. Maybe there is more to this. And then when he discovers it, you know, the only thing better would have been if he uh, drove up in Lightning McQueen uh, to pick up. This is one of my variants. He had to check Ka-chow. cars. Yeah. But, um, oh, I hate I, cars. I hate cars. Too. I, I love it. But I um, it's such a bad it. movie. The, I hate the it. first one I love. The other. I yeah. love the first one just because of its. Timmy loved it when he was mm-hmm. little, but you, yeah, no. second and third one are just uh, so but, bad. Um, going yeah. back to it, Owen Wilson really like every scene that he was in. 
I really enjoyed him and Loki just had a great dynamic together and I really hope he's back for season two yeah I, I, and I, th- I think we're just also glad that he's not dead because mm. uh, yeah. there was a time where we're like no well yeah. they pruned him first and that was yeah. before yeah. we knew we anything we thought he was dead yep and I remember watching I remember my producer Melanie and I were watching him we're like oh geez and then yeah. you know obviously then Loki got pruned we're like they got two more episodes we're yeah. good yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright Ronnie I mean Paul Stolman. I was going to say Owen Wilson because I already said my thoughts on Hiddleston. But um, if I had to choose... You also, there's also Renslayer, too. Don't forget her. I, I was not I, a fan. I, I oddly liked her. Really? Why? There is something... I'm of, not disagreeing. I'm just wanting no, no, to hear your um, reasoning. I, I like... She's obviously a company woman. She's been with them. Mm-hmm. You know, She worked her way up the ranks, and obviously she's a, a big reason why the show's even happening. I like the actress, and I like that... At first, I thought that she was going to just be... She's almost the... She's the antagonist of this show. Um, he Who Remains is not an antagonist of the show. He's just the, the puppeteer. But she... And then at the end, when she's... Because you could see her and Moby's have a, a, a very... A, a good connection. They're very close friends. But um, she's she's the character. Every Marvel property has to have that character that just sticks to their convictions yeah. and will not be swayed. Captain America is a great example of having that altruistic side to him. She believes that what she's doing was right. And even worse, technically she wasn't wrong. At the end of this, we see that the killing of He Who Remains is going to create this giant multiverse. Like and even Loki, like he tries to stop Sylvie. He's like, yeah, uh, maybe we shouldn't do this because we're about to do the make the worst happen for our little bit right. of good. So to have a character like Renslayer, who they portrayed as the bad guy, only for them to be like, well, she was right, and then she she's like, well, you know what? This is what you guys wanted. I'm gonna go find my free will as basically the universe collapses. Yeah, we well, yeah. have to see where she goes. So she was a little bit more complex than originally I gave her credit yeah. for because. I, I thought that once they revealed that she knew that they were all variants, it would have just, like, the buck stopped there. But right. there, there was more to her after that. Yeah, I, I wrote about this on the website. I put that um, she kind of, sh- that um, I said, unless something new gets revealed next week regarding her motivation and backstory, which a little bit did, the mindless blind following of political ideologies echoes many of the thematic elements our country's been facing over the last year, especially with the change in administration. And she kind of represents, is it better to fight for what you've stood for all along and at what cost? Or like Mobius, is it better to alter one's belief and ideals to better shape them around the reality that exists, not the one we hope and strive for? Well, I even I even make the dynamic similar to Tony Stark and Captain America in Civil War. In Civil War. Yeah. Like Tony Stark, he was they were both right in some regard. And that's that's what makes it so interesting. All right, real quick. Do you had which one did you tend to side more with? Now, if you remember, Tony Stark was all about that we should be registered. Captain America says, no, we shouldn't be registered. I I think I was biased from the comics because mm-hmm. the comics are a little bit different in that regards. Like the comics said that all those heroes ha- – because there's no secret identities in Marvel with a few exceptions. In the comic book Civil War, they all had to register with their name, social security number. Like right. they, There was a database of – well, I have a secret identity. Not anymore. You don't. You have to be trained by us. You have to be regulated by us. There's a committee of people that oversights, you know, and Captain America brings it up. He's like, what if we need to go somewhere? But because we're part of this governmental organization, they don't have jurisdiction. But we, you know, like, so 
for me, I, I went in team cap, but I was, mm. I was definitely, I saw the Iron Man side and I appreciated the Iron Man side. Okay. Um, and I might add that both of you are registered as technically lethal weapons. That, that's, that's an old wives tale. No, you have, there's a certificate. You have a certificate. You have a number. Look at the top of that certificate. <laughs> what does it say? United Martial Arts Centers. Right. You're registered with them as... They're not a governmental organization. <laughs> so, my thoughts... Was... Yeah, what do you... Ronnie, you... Uh, so, you. I obviously, after watching The Boys, right? Per- perfect example. Oh, okay, good point. You know, they're season one, right? Their whole thing is become part of the military, Right. Become right. part of the government and everything. Spoilers. Yeah. Oh well. Um, <laughs> two years ago, boys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and look at how that worked out. Because right. if you think about it, their whole thing was, well, if we're registered under, if we're government property, we have to wait for the government to tell us to go. But if we're not, we can get there quicker and faster and be able to save more people or save everyone. If but that's only if your ideology fits the ideology of the situation. Like, let's say you're the Punisher. The Punisher doesn't have that sense of thinking. Black he, and white. Yeah. Pure, pure black and white. Yeah. You're, you're a criminal or you're not. Yeah. Right. He's got that thinking. So if he's coming into a situation, he's going to probably murder the bad guys instead of bringing them to justice. So should yeah. some, well, shouldn't, shouldn't that be regulated? Well, well, no, because if you think about it, even if you bring them the justice, what's going to happen to them after? The the problem that's not us for us to say. That's for but, but what I'm saying is say. what's going to be the outcome if you have somebody that murdered multiple people. What's always the outcome if they're found guilty? So are you suggesting then that someone like Judge Dredd is a more is should be more of what a superhero should be because he's judge, jury, and executioner? Well, I'll, I'll even take a step back. Okay, and here here's the way I see it. In America, we have – so we live in New York, for those of you guys who don't know. In New York, we have a set of laws and regulations for our state, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not yep. even talking about it on the federal level. So here's a perfect example. Tinted windows. In yes. New York, it is completely illegal to have tinted windows. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. If your windows are tinted, technically you can get pulled over. You can get a ticket for it. If I buy my car in Connecticut and it's registered in Connecticut and I have a Connecticut driver's license, the second I drive into New York, right. I am subject to New York's laws and regulations. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking about the Avengers. The Avengers who, up until the point of Civil War, only dealt with their own problems. Loki in New York. That was really their... Right. I don't want to yeah. say it's their fault, but Ultron was definitely their fault. Yeah. Yep. But then it, it, it wasn't their fault. But then the question came fault. up from Sokovia was, you were in another country doing... What you what's legal in yours? Like you're you're good in New York. Mm-hmm. We're we're fully supportive. But to be but to go world, to another country, world police kind of. So basically, that that was the problem that that Avengers rolled up with, and that's a, it's a great parallel to the TVA. Yeah. Going back to to the actual show Loki, it's a, it's a great because they they ask about the Avengers, they bring up the Avengers, and he's like, they Loki's like, but they did it too. They time traveled. Oh, yeah. Come on, <laughs> which which is a great scene. I'm glad yeah. they actually uh, right. spoke about it. But like it was supposed to happen, it was part of the timeline. So for me, the TVA is definitely the the ult- even worse than the Avengers in terms of the ultimate abuse of power, mm-hmm. like to, yeah. to destroy an entire timeline. Yeah. Like all those people, and not even destroy it, 
feed it to their cloud monster. <laughs> that that's that <laughs> was a cloud dragon. that was a horrifying ramification. Yeah. That not only can you imagine not only basically di- thinking you died, then appearing on this this hellscape like Mad Max Fury Road type level, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, I'm still alive. I can make the best. Oh, cloud monster. Yeah. And then dying again. <laughs> All right. So I know we got a little off track there. So you're... You, I'm go, trying to... Go, going, sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to pull us back going a little. Going back, we were talking about our standout leads, and you were... Both of us are saying... You were all saying Mobius. Yes and no. Okay. I wanted to say Mobius, but I want to pick someone else because... Right. Well, you brought uh, up Renslayer, and that's what... Renslayer. Put us uh, yeah. yeah. Rabbit all right. Hole. So you... Who, uh, Sylvie. Sylvie. So, Sylvie, I thought... Um, she... Kind of has a character arc, but kind of not. Like you see her, she doesn't learn anything. Yeah, because it's like it looks like she well, is. She, I think she learns it, but she just learns it after the fact. No, because she doesn't see the ramifications. No, at the very, very end, she no. ju- she just kills him and sits down. Yeah, and she right. Finally, I think she, but she sits down and kind of breaks down. Yeah, that's because that's... because the one thing she's been trying to do for thirty years, she's right, finally she done. Finally, did like her, right. her life I, purpose is gone now. I think, but I think that like. When she kills, you know, he who remains, it was all about like, oh my gosh, I did this and I thought I would feel something and I don't. I think I made a mistake. So I think there's I don't growth even think in it's that. The, I don't even think it's, I, f- I made a mistake. It's what do I do now? Cause oh, you think it's more of a, a loss of purpose? An existential crisis. Okay. Because in all yeah. honesty, it's not like it's not like she killed him and then there was some big fanfare that shows what you did was wrong just mm-hmm, now. It's right. not like Kang the Conqueror just suddenly appears like, thank you. And then like the... We see the timeline splitting in the background, but she doesn't see that. No, she just no. she just sits down. Yeah. I don't. I think, as much as I like Sylvie, and you do see moments of character growth with her, her arc overall, it, it's just it, it's not there. Right. Yeah. No. I I just liked her because it was a new. It was a different character than we've really ever had. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's a quote unquote Loki, but she even says, "I am not don't a Loki." Don't call me that. Don't call me that. I'm not Loki. I'm Sylvie. Um, even though she's Lady Loki technically, Enchantress, Enchantress, yeah. Wow, she's never. Well, she she's you know. she a lot of there's a lot of uh, there is some crossover and melding yeah, there. Yeah, uh, she is she's a variation of or an adaptation of the character the Enchantress yeah. from mm-hmm. uh, from the comics. She was more of a Thor villain, mm-hmm. but I I definitely enjoyed her. Right. Yeah. I also enjoyed you know Ronnie brought up a great fact that she's not a Loki. She wasn't raised as one. No. She, you know, maybe I, I don't know if they ever say how old she actually was no, when she got taken. I'd say like eight or nine. I was gonna say I think eight or nine. So like actually, even, I think even they like say. Ki- even kid Loki had a little bit more Lokiness to him. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, he killed Thor. He killed Thor. So I yeah. So Sylvie. <laughs> so Syl- Sylvie okay. was a definite standout. I love their chemistry. Yes, together. Um, um literally chemistry. <laughs> I, I would agree. Actually, I, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Owen Wilson's Mobius and and yeah. every. I think. Uh, every scene he's in is just amazing. Um, but yeah, Sylvie, like, ah, wow, there's something about her that, well, first of all, I, I, I wrote about this too. She looks very Doctor Who-ish, um, which kind of plays into the the role of the, the entire show with time travel and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was something about her that was very complex, very revenge-driven, and that, like, there was one line in episode six, and it was something, I think it was Lo- Loki said this, um, he says, I, you can't trust anyone, and I can't be trusted. That's the yes. last episode. Like yep. that was very much like the the uh, unstoppable force meets the immovable object, yep. kind of from Batman and Joker. Um, 
but I, I just loved Sylvie because she was such a complex character. And, and you know, you I, I feel like I did see growth from her. I My interpretation of that final scene, though, is that she there's she's realizing she should have trusted him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, you know, time will tell us to see, you know, how exactly yeah. that plays out because we don't know where Sylvie is in terms of the timeline of the MCU. Uh, oh, yes, before I move on to my next question. So I, I have a question for Go you ahead. guys. Uh, All the above. I know, right? A point of disappointment for me. Okay, so why, why don't we get into that? What is something that disappointed us about the show? Well, besides that they never really address... Because, like, Sylvie puts all these bombs that, that diverge the timelines. Right. Yeah. They just kind of clean it up. I would have loved to see it. Like, this, this yeah. would, if ever there was a show for great Marvel cameos, no matter how obscure... So you would have liked to have seen sort of the office work of the TVA. A little bit. Yeah. yeah it's kind of yeah. like how they're, they're coming out with Gotham PD for uh, mm-hmm. for HBO Max. I want to see, like, all the weird things that happen behind the scenes. Going off to EO and trying to solve that issue. And... But uh, my, my real disappointment was... So Loki and Sylvie have a moment where during this apocalypse they they hold hands, right? That and was it, on th- th- Lamentus. Lamentus. Lamentus yeah. So it was such a powerful moment that the TVA was able to discover this nexus event happening in a place that they shouldn't be able to discover a nexus event because they established that they established yeah. if you go to an apocalypse where everything's about to end, no matter what, in every timeline, like a, a volcano exploding, headed. no matter what you do, nobody will know you're there. And that's where Sylvie's been right, hiding. Right, hiding in the apocalypse. So they go to Lamentis, and they have a moment that creates such a powerful nexus event that they're able to detect them and save them. They made it seem like that was going to be a big part of the show. Even in the previously on for the last episode, they're like, you guys created this nexus event so powerful, mm-hmm. like blah, blah, blah. Then they don't do anything with it. I, yeah, I have to agree yeah. with you on this, that I that is actually one of my disappointments. I feel like there was set up for that, but no payoff. Yeah. I want it if... if if he who remains, I'm going to call him Kang, by the way. That's his name. His <laughs> name is Kang. All right. From now on, we'll call him Kang. Scratch, scratch that. Actually, his name is Nathaniel Richards. Mm-hmm. Just for those of you guys who don't know, a little Kang the Conqueror for you. Kang the Conqueror was a scientist from the 30th century. Oh, yes. 31st. Um, yes. 31st, 31st century, century. And he's more commonly known by his, his codename, Kang the Conqueror. He is mm-hmm. a descendant of Franklin Richards. Or uh, Reed Richards, Reed Richards, Reed Richards yep. Franklin Richards, Nathaniel Richards, and he's been a, a major villain in the comics for a long time. I, a really great villain, and I believe he has a romance with Renslayer in yes, the comics. Yes, in the comics mm-hmm. he does. Um, he's directly he, tied with Eliath in the comics as mm-hmm. well, and yep. he is going to be the main villain of of Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes. Right. So I, I was looking forward to them. I didn't know they were going to introduce him in this. This that was a pleasant surprise for yes, me. Yeah, it really was. Because I saw Jonathan Majors, I'm like, why does he? Because I, I, of course I'm watching the show and I'm I'm a comic nerd so I'm like I'm dissecting every single thing that I can possibly find. So my my biggest issue is Kang gives them basically two choices, and this show they should have taken some sort of third choice. They should have made their own destiny, which was the whole point of the show, and they should have done it with some sort of nexus event. That that's just me personally. Mm-hmm. I I really just it 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 just fell flat for me on that end because they they put so much influence on this and just for it to be like for kang to be like well no it's because i needed two of you to take over my job that that's my payoff yeah yeah i I agree with you you created such a a powerful bond between these two characters just to my that is one of my biggest disappointments and the fact that we did not get 
a jet ski in the sixth. That, episode. That's so. my. Yeah, that was yeah. a really big disappointment. Yeah. That was a big. I wanted to see Mobius's. I wanted uh, to see him happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's even. I, I I have so many questions too. And that's good. Yeah. Because I, I noticed, like, I, I was reading an article today that was like, here are all the questions that were not answered in episode six. And I think that's a good thing because it sets up point. for, because as we saw, the, the mid-credits um, stinger on episode six was the reveal that season two is coming for Loki. It's the only renewed um, show well, on every, Disney+. Plus. Every show has some sort of continuation, right? right? Wanda's going to be in the Multiverse of Madness, and I think now this show did open it up. Like, there's going to be a, a an alternate universe where her kids are alive. I could see right. her trying to get them. Mm-hmm. Captain America is going to be in Captain America Four, right. which I'm which I'm fine with. Also, yeah. um, I think Sam Wilson does deserve his own movie at this point. Yes, and then obviously this is going to lead to season two. Mm-hmm. But so disappointment yeah. for you. Um, just my parents. <laughs> yeah, honestly, most of the finale. Really, that's a yes. solid. That is a strong argument, sir. Yeah. Why? So we were talking off air before, and if I did not know there was going to be a season two, oh, I would have been pissed. I would have flipped everything near me, <laughs> to be honest with you. Be, but knowing that there's a season two, it makes it a little bit better. Yeah. But like we all said, like you have all these questions that were not answered that could have and should have been answered in this finale or throughout it all just were not answered. You don't need 17 questions unanswered to save it for one season in what, like a year and a half, two years from now. Uh, so it, it was not that it was a bad episode okay it's just it was a, a letdown i was expecting most if not frustrating all. Yeah. yeah yeah i get that um all right uh next a disappointment for you rob oh i had said that uh the jet ski just the, the, jet, ski the jet ski and also that yeah i felt like the nexus event of them getting together should have Holding played hands. a more a yeah. bigger role uh, yeah. In terms of plot development, that one I, I was confused as to because you were right. Even in the previous, previously on Loki, yeah, they they highlighted that, and I'm like, oh, you guys the did pay- this thing. Where's the payoff? Yeah. Um, I was very very happy actually with episode six. I was confused at times, not because of the information being delivered, but I was like, where is this going, mm-hmm. and, and how is this wrapping things up? And that it didn't wrap things up, and that it introduced. Kang and and you know apparently now this is going to have huge ramifications on the MCU because yeah. now the multiverse is is just exploded like there are memes now all over Twitter and the internet about um, what Doctor Strange's morning now looks like um, <laughs> where he's waking up and seeing yeah. all these branches off uh, of the timeline so that's kind of cool I I just I'm I'm worried I'm worried that Marvel is not going to capitalize on it like they should. Say what you will about DC, but when they introduced the multiverse into their mainstream, especially with the the Arrowverse shows, they really opened up brand new possibilities mm. and and just really good things. And whether or not Crisis on Infinite, Infinite Earths really landed, I I know we did an episode on it, and unfortunately, it just uh, there was a massive file corruption and just <laughs> I remember yeah, yet. and um we we enjoyed it enough that it was it was so different and so new that was cool. I yeah. I'm really like after seeing Black Widow. I'm re- I'm like I'm nervous like that they're not going to because unfortunately also a lot of the actors that they could bring into it have really moved on. Chris Evans does not want to be Captain America again. No, he wants no. to be Throg. He wants to be Throg. <laughs> Throg. 
Like really, the only original Avenger that's that's really still gung ho about doing anything is Chris Hemsworth. Like yeah. he voiced Throg in this yeah. for four um, seconds. Yeah, it is. It, well, and and I think you know don't forget we're in the throes of a new phase and one thing i do like about this is that kevin feige said himself that you know we are not well first of all he doesn't like the phases thing anymore he (laughs) said um he also said that he doesn't want it to be where okang is now the the thanos of this phase it's not like that anymore like now this is all with them struggling with the multiverse being fractioned off which Mm -hmm. is kind of cool yeah, because um, that's got, I think, an infinite number of possibilities. I'd so. rather they focus on creating a new Avengers team. I think yeah. they are, though, with with the uh, at the end of Black Widow. Don't forget, you know, that's the, the, those are the Dark Avengers, right? Yeah. And I think that's where I don't. I, I think they don't want to repeat themselves by putting together another Avengers team. I want a new Avengers team with with Sam leading it. Yeah, I want Sam as Captain America, not. Say what you will about Captain Marvel. We've 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 had our thoughts about Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. but I I would love a team that Sam's leading of Avengers. You know, you can have Sam, Captain Marvel, Spider Man, uh, War Machine, whoever else you want to throw in right. the Shang Chi, uh, depending on how he right. goes in the show or in his movie. You know, if you want to do a Civil War two, we'll get Avengers versus Dark Avengers. Cool, I'm right. down. We'll be mm-hmm. in the theater. But for me, the Avengers are always the the main and it's like the whole point of Spider-Man Far From Home like that's the story like are the Avengers a thing are you the new Tony Stark they haven't passed their mantle on yet but they're expecting you know they're doing all these solo movies we don't sign up necessarily for the solo stuff we like the team up stuff and I think they're afraid they're never going to get to Endgame again alright so now let's look at some of our lesser known characters here and I I want you to pick your favorite standout character, minor, and Gator Loki is too easy to go to, so you can't pick Gator Loki. All right, all right. So we've got just got to list one. it: Hunter B fifteen. We have mm-hmm. Miss Minutes. Don't forget her. We have <laughs> Casey, the desk uh, uh, office worker. You have classic Loki. You have kid Loki. Um, you have uh, boastful Loki. You have um, President Loki. President Loki. Yep. Uh, so Wait, you have seventeen president Loki's. <laughs> you have uh, Lady Sif. Uh, you have yep, yeah, that's right. Sif was in this. Um, you also have let's see, paperwork clerk, scanner clerk, uh, he who remains. He was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Throg. Uh, so we'll go with Ronnie first. Um, I, I, I don't know. This is a tough one. It's either Hunter B-15 or Classic Loki. Really? Classic yes. Loki really stole the show. Yeah, I was going to say. Right. I, I, so I, let's, I let's go with the, say, the harder of the two here with Hunter B-15. Why? Why? I think because she was a, a quote-unquote good soldier, mm-hmm. right? These are my orders. This is what I'm going to do. Then Sylvie shows her, like, listen, like, you're being played like... That this is where you are from, and it's almost like the Mobius thing, right? Mobius figures out, and then he's like, oh, maybe the TVA is wrong. And she comes, she's like, no, it's wrong, and she tries to side with them because she wants to figure out what's actually going on. Not that she necessarily agrees with Loki and Sylvie, but she's like, they're onto something, so let me see what they're onto. And then, and then she obviously finds out that the timekeepers are not real. They're just... Mm-hmm robots 
you know. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did like her little background story and everything. All right. Yes. Oh, and then don't forget, uh, what's what's the hunter from the beginning that first discovers uh, Hunter C-20, I think C-20, it was? C-20, C-90? Uh, I felt so bad for her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with classic Loki. Um, mm-hmm. Richard E. Grant is just a hero of mine. I have <laughs> loved him. And so, you know, going back all the way for you listeners that know it with nail and I, um, he is just so great in so many things. And to see him in a dorky cla- cl- Loki <laughs> costume, yep. um, you know, cause he is, um, and a very, uh, you know, achieve, you know, he's achieved a lot in his life. He is a, a very accomplished thespian of, mm-hmm. of stage and screen. And to see him <laughs> screaming glorious purpose, um, in the middle of that is, was just yeah. such a geek moment for me. I, I love classic Loki. Mm-hmm. Paul. I, I'm, I'm stuck between classic Loki. And I, I actually really liked he who remains. Okay. Let's talk about Jonathan mm-hmm. majors. Yeah. I was as soon as I realized who he was, mm-hmm. like it it took me a second. I was like, why does he look so familiar? That's Jonathan Mate. Is he Kang? Who is actually <laughs> nominated for Lovecraft Country yep. for an Emmy. And you and, know, he, and de- deservedly so. He's fantastic in it. It's not the best show, but he's great. Yeah. He even says he's like, you know, there have been versions of me that have been so and so and conquerors. And I was like, Oh, he's Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing this to Kang the Conqueror? Then I realized he was a variant. Mm-hmm. I um I he's he chewed the scenery with just such delight mm-hmm. and just just to be one step ahead until he wasn't one step ahead and just like he he brings up so many like just points about good and evil and and the evil you know versus the evil that's worse that you don't know like am I lying I could be lying you could stab me right now and nothing could happen but this is what's gonna happen right. you stab me infinite number of of my variants are going to appear and some of them aren't too friendly and you know you finally realize what the TVA was created for why it exists and why he justifies the he's like I'm saving existence like that that's what I'm doing I'm creating this one funnel so that people can exist if there's a multiversal war multiverse fancast then <laughs> like everybody suffers as opposed to letting people live their lives. And then I created this this organization where I am pulling variants who have certain skill sets that are able to... Like, we find out that Renslayer is a principal. Who better to run a group of people than a principal? Mm. A superintendent? That's fair. <laughs> a no, vice principal. Not a vice principal. <laughs> but um, I, I really... When his scene, especially with the Lokis, and then like mm-hmm. just his, his glee... I want to see though if he's he's gonna be Kane the Conqueror. I want to see him play Kane the Conqueror. I, I'm very excited for that. I want yeah. him to just appear with all of his gravitas and his poise. Oh, yeah. He's he's a very Doctor Doom ish type character where he's just well, I know this like very just. Yeah. I don't want to see him. This is a little goofy for me, and I'm afraid it's gonna be very Mandarin. Um, with Trevor Slattery. Please no. Please no. Um, but he, he, he he's only in the one scene, the one episode, yeah. basically, and just I, I really. Dug I've him seen out. him in a couple things. I saw him in um, what was it, what was it called? The last, uh, the last black man in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was fantastic in that. I, I which has got, garnered quite a lot of attention for that too. And he was in Lovecraft, um, Country, and he's he's 
a, an actor of great gravitas and depth. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. All right. One of the last things I want to ask you guys is, and I'll answer first, just so you know where I'm headed with this. Um, one of the best aspects of this show that's not related to characters or actors. Um, and here's mine. I loved, loved, loved the aesthetic of the show. I loved the the look of it, mm-hmm. um, the and specifically the attention to detail of just the the 1970s sort of like brown workplace, <laughs> <laughs> browns and oranges yep. in this. Um, I thought the like every nook and cranny of this show was its own creative little world like nothing I'd seen before even down to like and and the fact that this was a world that they can were able to use all of the um different cultural aspects that have been outdated like ecto coolers um <laughs> and and like you know, different arcade games that went yeah. out of style and, and no one would notice missing because they're at the TVA. I love that. Uh, yeah. I, what, how do you say it? Plobius. Plobius. I, think I don't yeah, know. Plobius, yeah. Something along those um, lines. Like I loved that attention to detail and, and I thought that was just astounding. And I'll, I'll throw in the music, the music I I've yes. listened to the YouTube music. It's on YouTube and you can listen to it, you know, looped. And I, I've spent hours listening to it. It's just <laughs> incredible. Ronnie. Um, I think I'd have to agree with the aesthetic of it. I mean, it's beautifully shot. It's well done. Um, and there's n- no, like, dull moment to it. There's no... I, I don't see, like, anything wrong editing-wise or anything. Everything seems to flow in a nice, smooth, consistent way throughout the entire six episodes that we have. Um, and, and even though there is a lot of talking in comparison to the two other kind of shows we've had it doesn't drag like usually when you watch something that talks too much it tends to drag this was nice and fluid and it 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 worked very well paul i'm gonna be different i hated the aesthetic really why i was so used to thor ragnarok bright colors okay. and, and over the top okay. synthesizer music and yeah. like all that stuff. Um, not to say that it's bad. It's just for me, it was, it was jar. Well, I will say Ragnarok was very heavily influenced by Jack Kirby's oh, yeah, uh, design. Yeah, no, the, so yeah, the, the I can understand stuff. I could, I could see all that aesthetic yeah. there. Even from Avengers, like you watch like what he teleports out of the Avengers world into the TV. And that's the point. It's supposed to be blah mundane and like very uh, office workplace. Um, but for me, the thing that stood out was the cinematography. Oh, they do a lot of great spinning shots because mm-hmm. it's basically when you when you do a spinning shot, so a lot of the camera work. The mm-hmm. camera work is fantastic because it's it's almost like its own storytelling device. It's when you're flipping. There's a lot of um, like circular camera motions where mm-hmm. like the floor is upside down, like all that stuff. It's really to show how not at ease the characters are without showing them like stumbling or just being uncomfortable like they're walking confidently but the camera's spinning so that in your mind you know that they're not okay mm-hmm. but they're showing mm-hmm. that yeah. they're okay so the, yeah, it's director, a, it's all, that would be the director of photography yeah, yeah i think that, that that stuff was really good it really stood out to me um and then of course the costume design for for some of the, the variant yeah. loki's is really good we talked oh, about yeah, richard grant funny. in his very classic loki-esque costume um and then because uh, uh, marvel 
Marvel played it safe for a long time with mm-hmm. costumes, especially the X-Men franchise. They make fun of it viciously. Mm-hmm. Like, they even make fun of it in the movie. You know. By the way, uh, time of recording, 21 years ago, our X-Men came out. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they make fun of it. What would you prefer, yellow spandex? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they, they make jokes about it, but it took a long time for comic book movie costumes to be faithfully uh, adapted. Yeah. So to see classic Loki and even like WandaVision, we got her classic costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Cage, they did it. You know, yeah. uh, Jessica Jones, they did it. it it's fun. It's tongue, tongue in cheek. It's, you know, it's enjoyable. I wanted to see a little bit more from uh, Boastful Loki, though. He's going to be yeah. a Funko Pop head. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. They just <laughs> announced that. Well, he, he's got his own Mjolnir and it's like a steampunk Mjolnir. Yeah, I was like, that's a cool aesthetic. That's really yeah. an interesting idea. Oh, he's he's dead. He's okay. not dead. He's well, he's just not dead, but not he's part of the in crowd. Like yeah. I, I, I wanted to know more about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, though, the the camera work was always oh, on cool. point, yeah. and and the sets were always really good. You know, yep. Lamentus looks great, and it looked because unfortunately, Guardians of the Galaxy really established what the aesthetic of the un, of the galaxy yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor Ragnarok showed what Sakaar looked like, but. You know, and even in that, they make fun of it. Like Thor's like, look, these walls are hideous. Red, white, pick a color, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so for me, the the previous Marvel movies have really set a tone for how the uh, the galaxy looks. And this just really stepped away from it. And I was like, oh, all right. I got used to it and I, mm-hmm. and I saw what they were trying to do. But for me, the camera work really stole yeah. it. I'm going to piggyback onto the costume thing. Please real get off, quick. Get off me. Because um, that's what I was going to bring up after you were done, but you brought it up. So I'll just piggyback. I do like the the costumes. Obviously, you have the different Lokis and everything. This but, is fine as Guardian Leather. Yeah, right? But what I like about the costumes specifically is the TVA in general, right? They're all wearing the same thing oh, yeah. for the most part, right? You go to an office nowadays, they're all wearing – everyone's wearing something different. There's not one person that looks like another person when it comes to clothing. But this, because it's – because manufactured, it's a government, it's a government agency. And, and it's a <laughs> quote-unquote government agent, right? Everyone is looking the same yeah. exact way. And I thought that was a nice little add-on into the costume of it. Oh, yeah. All right. So that – all right, real quick. Do you think this was the most creative out of the three? Creative? Crea- no. Creative how? No. I, I think WandaVision was the most creative. With okay. the way they did each episode was like a different decade. Mm. I, I, so we talked. I know Rob, you brought up this is your favorite of the show. This yes. is uh, this is my least favorite. Oh yeah. Um, I I have trouble deciding which one I like more, WandaVision or Captain America or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. But um, I think I I would lean towards Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I just I I have there's just something so powerful for me for the mantle of Captain America and for that to be the show focus. Mm. Um. Well, really I also know you me. identified with the character a little bit with with, with Sam, a few yes. of the characters. With a few of the characters, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and that's always a big part of, for me, especially Sam Wilson. Who at the end of the day, is just a guy, yeah. just mm-hmm. just trying to do the right thing. Like, and that's why he did deserve to be Captain America. Yeah. Like that, just a great continuation of his character. Um, and then I re- like Ronnie said, WandaVision has some of the best creative stuff that they've ever it done. Is. And you know, did it, did it end on a little bit of a whimper? A little bit. Yeah. It, it ended on setup, and that's the that's Marvel's biggest problem. It's and always setting up for the next. It's thing. always setting up, and, and DC too. DC really struggled with it because then they they tried to overdo it. Yeah. Uh, Marvel learned really quick about overdoing it, especially with Iron Man two. But uh, Ronnie said it best: like WandaVision definitely looked like each episode had its own unique really aesthetic neat. and. 
just its own unique story. and we were always we were constantly wondering what was going like what is going on yeah. at the show not, not to mention each decade was because of a theme of the episode too yeah and like obviously WandaVision had a very big part about depression and just mm-hmm. a superhero dealing with a very normal mm. human feeling it but with superpowers I, I could get behind that I, I don't I, I still feel that Loki is more creative because it just created worlds that I'd never seen before. And, and mm-hmm. just the the whole idea of the TVA I thought was, was fairly unique. More importantly, it was the multiple Lokis and variants, but I could also understand the WandaVision that it was not, really not, even though you'd seen shows like that before, it We've was never an, seen anything like that. From exactly. Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even like, I know Ronnie and I are big fans of legends of tomorrow. Yes, Legends of Tomorrow kind of ruined Loki for us. Mm, At least for I me, I, I don't want to speak for Ronnie, but but Lo, like Legends of Tomorrow, they dealt variants was a phrase used in like season two. Yeah. Like yeah. each each season, they name like the the thing they're going to be dealing with, and I think variants was one of them. Yeah, but it was. Like season two or three was about fixing. The, it, that's what it is. Fixing yeah. the timeline. They're mm-hmm. their own TV. They had a TVA in it. Um, uh, the Time Bureau. Yeah, the Time Bureau. Yep. So it, it it's really hard for me to to watch Loki and not compare it to Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So let's wrap it up then by giving our Star City rating. So, Paul, why don't we go to you and tell, tell us, what it, what would you rate this? I'm going to give it a strong 3, but a fight can be made for a 3.5. Hmm. Uh, it is it is a well above average show. For, for those of you guys who aren't sure, 2.5 is an average property. It is something that I watched, I enjoyed, I'll never watch again. See, the teacher in me says a 2.5 is 50 out of 100. Yeah, I know. But that's... That's <laughs> that's um, still failing. That's failing in a school curriculum, but it is in the middle mm. of the road, and in the middle is average. So you get out of here, mister. So so what's your... your... I, I give it a three. three. Um, I might do a rewatch and see if it raises it to a 3.5. Like, there's some great stuff in it. Like, you know, the Loki as a character and, and watching emotional growth and, you know, even like, you know, Loki coming out of the closet in so oh, many words. Oh, which is something we didn't even address. Yeah, that because this was it doesn't need to be addressed. in the yeah. fact. Yeah. That it's the first Marvel character to admit to, uh, to be open to, to be open, open yeah. about yep. uh, bisexuality, and it's funny because in in the show it's it's you know just a, a passing comment, but the internet exploded. See, Read so a many book. Of, so many of us though, I think, already thought well, like when, like when it happened, we all were like, well, duh, well yeah, of course, like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, apparently a lot of the other world didn't. All right, so I'm I'm giving it a three. I I could be persuaded to a three five. All right, Ronnie. Yeah. I wish I knew what I scored the other ones, meaning, <laughs> meaning Falcon, Winter Soldier, and WandaVision, because like I said, this is not at the bottom of the list for me. Um, so hopefully <laughs> I rank this higher than <laughs> my bottom. Um, but I would definitely it's give this. to rank things higher yeah, than your bottom. Exactly. Um, I, I want to say a 3 5. Okay. Argument could be made for a 4. Because I think it was just very consistent. There wasn't. I mean, I guess you could argue, I want to say it was the third episode is probably the weakest, if I'm yeah, remembering correctly. I, you are remembering correctly. Yeah. Um, and that was one that I initially, when I, the, the first yeah. time I saw it, I thought this one is really weak. And then I rewatched it and I was like, okay, it's actually a lot stronger than I thought it yeah. was, but I could understand yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I, so uh, all the other episodes, all the other five were like in the four area. Um, so I, I would say three, five for this. Okay. I'd be persuaded to a four if I watch it again. I am right now sitting on a four. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I could even possibly go higher than that because I haven't rewatched the finale. Like I just watched the finale a couple hours ago, and mm-hmm. I haven't had it, time for it to sit in. Um, I had 15 minutes before Ronnie showed up. <laughs> I really liked it. It was a, it was very Matrixy for me though. Um, Matrix Two, if you remember from the the Architect, which that mm-hmm. kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way because I I'll still argue those movies. I love those movies. Yeah, I I have issues with. Two and three, more three than anything. Ninety-eight percent of people do. I've so never well. seen one of those in its entirety. <sighs> Have you ever seen the first Matrix? Not in its what? entirety. <laughs> okay, wow. Take a deep breath. All right, then we know what we're doing later. Um, I have a social life. So, or had one back. But then. I, I would give it four, and I could possibly go to four and a half in, when I rewatch it. So I'll, I'll have to see. So you'll have to check out my review on themisfitfaction.com of episode six to see what I ended up coming up with because well, I'll be writing that in about a day or two. That's also the reason I wanted to get us together to record this now while yeah. it was totally fresh. We didn't have time to marinate, and I want to see if it reflects in Rob's review because he usually usually Saturday or Sunday he'll send that to us and we'll have it on uh, Ronnie will have it on the website. For those of you guys who don't know, Ronnie moderates the entire website in Yay, his Ronnie. in his mild spare time. <laughs> um, whereas I do the editing for the podcast and most of the social media stuff. But um, that that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to get together. Now we can chat so that way it wasn't you wrote your review and then we chat and you're like, oh man, now I want to change my yeah. review. So a lot easier to change a review to not have to change a review yeah all right so that wraps up everything today on loki we'd love to hear what you think about loki so feel free to post when we post for our facebook uh and and uh, yeah for our facebook posts feel free to comment on what your thoughts are on it um don't forget again you can listen to us on podbeam spotify stitcher apple podcast and other listening stations and you can also check us all out on the misfitfaction.com did i forget anything you can also find us on youtube at the misfit fashion media network you can find us on twitter at the misfit faction and on instagram at the misfit faction and feel free to read lots of content which has been posted on there on all episodes i'll be taking a break for a couple weeks with writing unless i'm prompted to unless i'm emotionally prompted to do something but i'll be coming back with the what if episodes i'll be writing weekly about that so As always, I'm Rob. I'm Ronnie. I'm Paul. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya. Smorgasbord?